Are you young, dedicated, up and coming, motivated, and bold? Well, we got a podcast for you. Welcome to the Get Your Grind Up podcast, where we invite the world's future leaders and break down their stories to success. It's about the nit, grit, triumphs, and failures as we see how they got to where they are on their loading bars. And you never know, you could be here too. But until then, get your grind up. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Get Show Grind Up podcast. Your hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary. We're checking in with you guys once again, and we have a very familiar face back on the podcast. I can't wait to get into it. We have FIFA <laughs> Abe on board with us. He is now upgraded. He's winning championships now. He has <laughs> a lot of rings and yeah, a lot of trophies. Like, this kid is incredible like he is the Zlatan of MLS esports right now I hope that's that's a lot of pressure man a, but we're gonna keep rolling with it we got a, lot, a lot to love to and the best part is I know that you can live up to it so let's let's fill in those shoes there um say what's up to the people yo what's going on get your grind up fans man look love being back here man with you guys um it's always a good time good questions good interview um obviously just came back from mls all-star game so happy to be home but missing all the fans in orlando and uh happy to be here on the get your grind up podcast yeah no we're glad to have you and we would love to touch upon all of that especially that mls all-star again because from what i heard slash saw it was absolute scenes but before we dive too deep into that we're going to bring it back to our, you know, typical loading bar question. You already know where we're going with this. Let's take your journey so far from you first picked that uh, controller to now. Where do you feel like you are on your loader? Oof, man. I still feel like I'm at 10%, man. Um, I'm not, I feel like I'm nowhere near my potential. And I think FIFA 20 is going to be, be a big season for me. But I'd say... I'd say about 10%, you know, just kind of uh, testing the waters. Um, but I, I, I still feel like I have massive potential and there's huge things ready to come. Dude, how how do you feel that winning that last championship has kind of moved, maybe just your confidence, but moved that bar just a little bit as well? I think it's definitely moved it up uh, a significant amount. Um if anything, it's, it's brought my confidence up, and um, I just play with more ease, I feel like. like Even with the pressure, I feel like sometimes it got to me a little too much in EMLS Cup and EMLS League Series. Um, but, you know, finally, you know, breaking that duck and, you know, winning a pretty big event in front of the Orlando fans even, um, it, it was a huge step for uh, my loading bar and huge step for me in my career. And, and that's huge. You know, with esports on the rise, we just had the, the Fortnite World Cup where um, Guga from, honestly, he's maybe an hour from me, can now has $3 million in his pocket. Um, we're, we're seeing the, the rise in popularity um, of esports as a whole, not only with Fortnite, but with FIFA being the biggest game out right now. Through the potential for that is essentially endless. So where's your head at when hearing all of these things? 
I just know that esports is going to get bigger and bigger. And if people don't feel the same way, you're wrong, honestly. We just saw a 16-year-old kid win $3 million. And even with FIFA. I mean, you look at F2 Techs. You look at uh, the World Cup that just passed. I mean, that they're racking in viewers. I mean, they're getting... You know, it's not it's not going away anytime soon. So, you know, I'm happy that esports is is continuing to thrive and uh, uh, continue to be a big part of entertainment nowadays because it means that I'm I still have a job. You know, I still be able to uh, continue playing FIFA. Um, but I, I think I think even FIFA itself as an esport is growing too. Well, give me a, a little insight on the the societal change that comes along with. Uh, the popularity of esports because when I was growing up, I loved to play video games. Though I loved to, you know, hang out with friends. It was always seen that video games was kind of looked at as the an outsider thing to do or something you do more casually. Uh, it's not something that was popularized. It's not something that was glamorized. It wasn't something that was overtly attracted to the general public. Now with this whole societal shift, everyone's playing games, and it's no more. It's no more closet gamers. It's it's uh it's something to wear on your sleeve to be a gamer. It's something to be proud of. Something you can make money and make a living off of. How do you feel about that that shift um, from now to then, and being involved in that realm? Well, I think uh, especially our generation growing up, you know, like like you said, we played with our friends. Everything was competition between, you know, locally and. Um, I think the expansion of online play is really what changed basically everything. Um, because, I mean, you could even have tournaments now uh, at your house. You know, like they do that for FIFA. They have qualifiers on weekends and you play people online. Um, before you couldn't do that, it was always LAN events. You would have to go and travel somewhere. Uh, but I think the expansion of just online play um, definitely took that to the next level. And I think it just expanded esports completely now, um, because now we know who the best players are in the entire world because of you know online connectivity, um, and just all of that stuff. Really, it's 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 expanded so fast, and I just can't imagine it slowing down. Yeah, now you can't really just say that you're the best player in the world, right? You actually have yeah. to kind of prove it. There's leaderboards out there now. Exactly, yeah. That's true. <laughs> the leaderboards, they come in handy now. People can't really talk the talk as much anymore. Exactly. That kid that won $3 million, though, he can for sure. Oh, dude, he's he followed Ariana Grande. Let's see if he gets a follow back. So. Oh, man. Good <laughs> luck, kid. Yeah, I saw him on I saw him on Twitter and like um, Nate Shot and uh, Jack were like retweeting because they're part of Hundred Thieves or whatever, and yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. with Scooter Braun and everything like that. Yeah, Oof. but but yeah, dude. So let's talk about the EMLS season, man. How? What did you feel like you were gonna do going into it? How do you feel like? And then how do you feel like the season went for you? I mean, I feel like going in, I had a pretty good chance. Um, we obviously had a little different. A bit of a different format from last season. Um, instead of just one win it all EMLS Cup, we had two league series and then the EMLS Cup. Um, I didn't. I didn't really perform as I expected. Um, I feel like it may be due to just time. I just didn't have a lot of time to delve into the game. Um, but uh, in the end, you know, EMLS Cup. I think it it, it finished off well for me. Uh, after disappointing League Series 1 and 2, um, being right 
just before the playoffs, you know, getting right there, one point away on both series, it was tough. Um, you know, not being able to be on stage and have that limelight and have that exposure, that was definitely tough. Tough, but then, you know, EMLS Cup qualifiers, I dug in and you know did work and made it into the uh, the playoffs. Got past the first round and lost in the Eastern Conference semifinal. So, uh, I think I can hold my head up high. I feel like I should have probably performed better, but um, you know, obviously, it's more experience for next season. And we'll just continue on. We'll continue grinding. And, and and what you're doing, it's no easy task. Some people may see it as just a game, but to put all the time, the effort to be as good as you are at uh, a game of any kind is, is truly, truly admirable. But for listeners out there who might not n- exactly know what a esports gamer is or what a gamer at all is, um, break us break us down to what it entails to be the um, EMLS representative for the Orlando City team. So basically, um, you're, the the big difference with me and let's say um, I don't know some other competitive player unsigned um, is that they have to you know work hard to qualify for EA events. That's the only events they have a chance of. of uh, participating in me for example i already have access to emls league series and emls cup emls all-star game um so in that in terms of that it's a little easier for me but i feel like i already had the repertoire to be in this position you get what i'm saying um so um i feel like i feel like it's tough now than it was let's say fifa 17 um, FIFA 17 is really when people were making a name for themselves because Weekend League came out. You had foot champs. You had regional qualifiers. That was the first time they ever had that um, so many events. You know, Before it was just FIWC, and now we have – I don't even know. I can't even count how many events we have. We have events like every weekend now. Um, so I think it's a lot harder now if someone wants to get into competitive FIFA um, just because getting that exposure is really tough – unless you were one of like the OGs in FIFA 17, um, because that's where you made a name for yourself. Um, but yeah, nowadays you, you can really only make a name unless you qualify and go pretty far in the event. Cause even group stages won't, won't really get you out there. Um, as an Orlando city representative, I mean, it's, I'm in a lucky position. I gotta say, I'm in, I'm in a really good position um, in terms of competitive FIFA. So uh, but we'll look to uh, improve on that in FIFA 20 since the season just ended here. Yeah, man, definitely. And then, so let's let's talk about that a little bit more in terms of kind of way the way that the competitive FIFA world is structured, right? So you've got the core MLS guys, I think, or EMLS guys. How many of you are, like 18, I think? I think it's 19 now. 19? Yeah, something like that. So like 19 of you guys. And then there's also the like worldwide scene so emls is just kind of north america scene and then there's the worldwide scene where you've got the likes of like f2 techs um moaba um etc right how let's say you weren't signed with orlando city how would you go about getting into the competitive scene i think i would really work hard to qualify to every event possible um and not just that. Does that mean like finishing top? Yeah, 100? you know, because you you know you have to first you have to get twenty seven wins in weekend league, 
and that gives you like a verified status in the FIFA competitive. Uh, I don't know what it's called, um, but that basically gives you verification for you to uh, receive invitations to EA qualifiers, which are online. You can do it at your house, um, but basically you're facing other people that are that have also won 27 out of 30 games. Um, and then once you once you have to you have to get top two on those, so you have to make the final. So it's a long process, and once you get through that, then you'll receive an email to go to an actual live event. Um, and then getting to the live event, it's not like you get exposure, you know, because there's a bunch of players there. I think it's 64 or something like that. Um, so it's not like they can show the games that you're playing. They're obviously going to show the the known guys. So really the, the best way is, you know, to keep grinding. And, and once you get to those events, really, you know, take advantage of that. Um, you got to make it past the group stage. You got to make it into uh, knockouts at least um, so they can show your gameplay. People will notice you. They'll plug your Twitter, you know. Um, that's, the, that's really the only way you can move up in the FIFA scene nowadays, I feel like. Um, like I said, I'm in a lucky position for sure. So we say it's okay to only be in the, the gaming space, um, or is it equally as beneficial or I even go as far as saying necessary to be in the social space and growing your following that way as well? I think both are very, very important. Um it's a balance, really, because you you gotta be you gotta be around socially and Twitter, Instagram. You know, you gotta interact with other pros, interact with other content creators, and people will notice you. You know, people will notice you in the comments, or maybe you'll get a retweet here and there, and people will like, oh, you know, this guy's cool. He's a competitive FIFA player. Um, you know, always try and plug your Twitter, or plug your YouTube, or whatever it may be. Um, I did a lot of that. I, I gotta say, I did. I'm slacking recently, but I did a lot of that, um, and that's that's the reason I have the following that I have. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's a balance uh, socially and being around competitively because there are players that are just focused competitively, and you know their social media is not you know the craziest, or they don't really post anything or anything like that. And people like that, you know, people like the personality. They want to see you know what your life is like as a FIFA pro. Um, so yeah yeah dude it's super interesting because it's not like a traditional sport right whether it's the nba the mls um wherever it is where it's like you're gonna go play for the miami heat and you're gonna get paid a really good salary like just because emls is just kind of getting started you see a lot of professionals trying to figure out what's the better route for them right is it is it do i go down the professional scene or do i go down the uh the content creation scene. And I mean, you've seen the likes of like Ninja, etc. Like, I don't even think he qualified for the world cup, but that mm. man is making more money than anyone at the world cup. Yeah. Right. Right. True. Yeah. So it's, it, um, he had that, uh, that promo too, when he switched from Twitch to, to uh, mixer he, and Twitch to he, mixer. He, yeah. it. he just got bags of cash from that. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. Dude. Yeah. But yeah, what what is how do you kind of feel about that? Do you like that side of um of like the ability to create content for money or do you feel like it's kind of a distraction to the competitive gaming scene? Like it takes away time that you can spend time really honing in on your craft. I think it's difficult to balance both. Um I find it difficult for sure. But once you find that balance, it's only beneficial. Like there's no, 
there's no cons to that because you're growing socially. You're growing on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, and also focusing on your gameplay. Um, I've seen people do it, man. Honestly, I have seen people do it. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I forget what his name is. Futwiz uh, Zelonius. He that dude streams all the time. There's so many people that stream all the time, and they text even puts out YouTube videos, man. Like, and he's still killing it in the competitive scene. Um, I do feel like the higher ups or like the top players um, kind of just focus on competitive FIFA and not content creation, and maybe that gives them an advantage, really. But I feel like I feel like it's different for everyone. Um, in terms of me, I felt like. Creating content, um, you know, being on Twitch, um, I think it actually helped me. You know, when I was in qualifiers and people were watching me, I don't know why, but I just felt calm. I felt less pressure. Um, I felt like motivated and I felt like I can play the way I want to play and still get the dub. And I think it's just different for everyone. It's just so tough to balance, though. Okay, so speaking of the way that you play, let's break that down a little bit um, for all of our listeners and for myself break down your style of play, how you like to play some things that you've picked up with FIFA 19 as it is for um, prior to contrary belief. It, it is a very different game than FIFA eight and other FIFA editions. Um, and what are some tips tricks that you've learned throughout your uh, progression through this edition of uh, FIFA's game um, and what's helped you moving forward? Uh, I think, and the, the thing is that a lot of people say that every FIFA is the same. It's not, man. When you play thousands of games, like me and other people and like some casuals, it's not the same. It's never the same. It always changes. It might be minimal, but it's it's such a massive change. So I think FIFA 19 wasn't the best in terms of gameplay. It was great in terms of content. Um, but in terms of gameplay, it's really tough to give tips because I feel like there's just like one meta, you know, like you got the El Tornado cross. You've got the first time shot green time from outside the box. Um, that's basically all people do, man. La Croquetas and that's it. I don't think, I, don't, I can't think of people. I can't <laughs> think of people that just make, make uh, plays like from open play, you know, just like how FIFA used to be. Um, so if you want, I mean, for tips, FIFA 19, man, um, I always play patient, man. Even even when people are high pressure, I don't, I don't, you know, get scared or or fearful of a high pressure. I still play my game, you know, try and find the right pass, never lose the ball, don't launch it forward. Because um, if you have the ball, they can't score. I mean, that's literally as simple as it is. Football is a simple game, man. It's super simple. Um, obviously, FIFA doesn't translate the exact same way, but. Uh, but I say patience is, is the greatest skill to have. <laughs> How excited do you? Well, do you think yeah. FIFA 20 is going to be better than FIFA 19? Gameplay wise, it can't be worse. I think it's impossible. <laughs> I think it's impossible, man. I can I agree there. It could, man. Be, it could be impossible for it to be worse. And I am excited, man. Like, honestly, these past few days, like seeing all the promos and all that stuff, you know, Zidane's on the cover and all this, man. Like, it's just, it's a cycle every year, you know? You get to this point, you're like, FIFA 19 is kind of dead. And then FIFA 20 is, you know, on the horizon. They might be beta codes soon. So you're like getting hyped, you know, ready to start it over. And, but there is pressure that comes to it, man, because, you know, as a competitive player, you, you look at it and it's like, man, a brand new FIFA, you know? Like, only the best adapt. 
and you know f2 tex was nowhere last year maybe because he was too young i don't know um but like it's, it's just it's hard it's hard because you you have that pressure like am i going to be any good at this fifa you know um i'm going to be as good as last year um but like i said only the only the good ones adapt and uh i haven't had any issues late uh, with the last few installments, so hopefully FIFA 20 is the same. And what's crazy about it is like you guys invest so much time and effort into learning, understanding, and mastering each edition. Like as a lot of what you do is a skill that you've built up over time, but truly understanding the FIFA game, the the ins and outs, what works, what doesn't work, uh, that's different by every game. And at a, a blink of an eye, in a year's time, they switch up the game, and you can go from top tier to no longer relevant. They're basically forcing you to relearn material every single year. And for the people who've done it as long as you've done it, like that's incredible. Because um, there are very few other jobs to where you're essentially told every year to learn it all over again and be just as good, if not better. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the toughest part, especially with sports games. You know, there's always a yearly installment of the game. So the game's going to change every year. Um, like, for example, like Fortnite, it has Fortnite has the same concept. Obviously, they add some things, they add some different guns. But if you got aim, bro, if you can build, I mean, you're golden, you know, like that's it. Game's not going to change immensely. So, I mean, FIFA's so different, you know, sports games, Madden, FIFA. NBA it, it changes every year so it, it's tough man people people don't don't realize how tough it is yeah dude it's it's that's I think that's the m- most interesting point about esports well especially like the sports scene of esports but also like something that stays top of mind for me because like you said F2 like Tex he wasn't a thing last year but this right. year that man's been on the map like I see his name all over every Twitter, event. yeah, every yeah. event, right? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because it's gonna be like, oh, how's FIFA twenty gonna play out? Is F right, right. Tex gonna still be on top? Yeah, is FIFA A gonna be on yeah. top? I know, Who I'll knows, right? <laughs> Dude, but I don't think like if you could describe the atmosphere of a, a gaming event, the qualifying portion, not the portion that people see. Because I think that was my biggest surprise is when I went to the Dallas mm-hmm. event to watch you play was the intensity that was kind of felt in the air during the qualifying part that the people don't see. That is legit stuff right Dude, there. And it's not – there's no fans or anything. Yeah, there's tension in the air, man, for sure. Like as soon as you get there, it's like boom, everybody game mode. You know, you, you feel it. It's, it's coming up. It's like it, – I don't know, that feeling. You just start getting that adrenaline. And then as soon as the game start, you just it's just quiet, you know, it's like a calm. And then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden you hear like, man, this game sucks, man. Like, or like, yo, I didn't even mean to pass it there. Like all this stuff. And dude, it, it, it's intense, man. Like people, it's I don't think people understand how intense it gets, man. Like honestly, especially there, you know, we were in like Dallas, you know, especially when you travel, you're like, man, I gotta perform, you know. They brought me this all this way. Um. Yeah, it's 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 a cool experience though. I, I like that feeling, you know, the adrenaline rush. No, hundred percent. I say I say a few things every now and then, you know, <laughs> scream a few slurs, but it is what it is. Scream a few vamoses, a few yeah, swear you know. words. Yeah, you know. it, but it's I would say I think the best comparison is like if you could imagine how like intense and kind of awkward to a point, like on standing on the outside of it, not playing, 
that like watching a silent practice would be that's how i would kind of imagine it in like if if you want like a silent professional practice of like soccer or something like that soccer player yeah 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 that makes sense yeah because like you literally don't hear anything until obviously someone makes a mistake or like a really good goal yeah and it's like (laughs) oh yeah that's true that's true that's a good uh good comparison yeah. Well, taking a look at everything, uh, I know we've covered a lot with your your FIFA journey so far. But if you had to give us a little insight on what your hundred percent is, where the top of your tier is, um, where would it be? World champion, one hundred percent. I could lose every other event known to man, but imagine winning the FIFA E World Cup. That's my one hundred percent. What was the prize pool this year? It was two fifty, right? which is nothing compared to other games hey man that's still a great bonus at the end of the year (laughs) yeah yeah true that i'll take what i can get you know a hundred percent man dude and that is game set match for episode or part one of fifa abe's part two part series we just talked about everything fifa related competitive gaming related esports gaming related and then stay tuned till thursday's episode of the get your grind up podcast where we get to dive deeper and we get to ask abe some fun questions you get to know what his favorite soccer team is what he's looking forward to this year and then everything kind of else that's going on in his life so definitely stay tuned to thursday's episode that's going to drop then you already know where to find it the get show grind up podcast if you're still listening leave that review on itunes it means the absolute world to us and yeah see you guys next time peace